0: Welcome in and welcome back. Brand new season starts this week. Fortnite Championship live chat. Anything you want to know? Golf related? Not golf related. I don't really care. We usually focus on ownership and betting questions and fantasy questions and whatever else that can come into your minds. Take them from your brain. Send them down to your fingertips. Put them in the chat right now and I'll get through as many as possible couple of items, uh, biggie out of the gate here. Just so when, when people ask the one and done questions, Rick, how do I get into the one and done? We can direct them all back to the beginning of the show, the one and done, AKA the run and done for the new season that starts this week. The deadline is tonight. If you're watching or listening live, uh, you have about 10 hours left. That is the deadline. As of last check, about an hour ago, there were 586 people in it. That's bonkers to me. First of all, we had, I think, seven, well, I guess I could scroll down. We had seven, no, we had 679 for the for the January version of this. I cannot believe we're coming anywhere close to that. That means the one that we run in January is going to be absolutely insane. So anyway, all the information is in this post right here. And that will be linked in the description. I've been disseminating this post over and over again for the past couple of weeks. All the information on how much it costs and what the prizes could end up being and what the deadlines are and how to play. It's all here. The two steps to enter are right here. You click step one. You do what it asks you to do. You click step two. You do what it asks you to do. You can put your pick in right now, and you can end up with this shiny new championship belt, just like Jim the Animal Steel did last year. I actually had it shipped here first because I wanted to see how 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 good it was, what the quality was. It was heavy. Not gonna lie, pretty pretty heavy belt. Pretty sick stuff. Um, so all this information is here. Forty two events that we are going to use for the season long one and done. Link is in the description. We don't need to cover that for the rest of the show. All right, let's go. Senior Senator says, "Rick, when there aren't a lot of correlating stats to use, how do you go about building your lineup? Lean heavy on recent performance?" Question mark. Okay. So, what Senior Senator is getting at here is that there's not a whole lot of unique or interesting or highly correlated things to the Silverado Resort and Spa north course. Um, it's a resort course. You can miss the fairway. Hitting out of the rough is not all that penal. It's not like we've seen a ton of success from long drivers or from great iron players or anything like that. So I think the answer is uh, you just kind of go back to the basics. We know that no matter what strokes gain approach is almost always the most correlated stat to success. It might not be in terms of the rank, but look at the actual, um, the actual numbers here. for strokes gained approach, 0.232 for strokes gained T to green. So we just go back to the basics here. And we remember that we are playing a fantasy game, right? If that's what we're playing, if you're putting in lineups on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever else, you are playing a fantasy point game and going with things that are like, um, you know, I don't know, fantasy points gained or something like that. That would probably be a pretty good strategy. Go to the basics. Don't do anything crazy. If you're looking on rickrungood.com, I think it is, uh, which is my website, by the way. It's what you're looking at right now if you're watching on YouTube. I like using the weighted strokes game this week because you are getting a bunch of guys who played a lot of corn fairy tour rounds last year. So if you use the weighted strokes gain, you're going to get Um, these golfers, you know, guys that played on, on the PGA tour, they're going to get a little bit of a boost, uh, over some of these guys on the, on the corn Ferry. So I I recommend using the weighted strokes game this week as well. Hank Hill, welcome back. Is it reasonable to not care so much about recent form given that that it's been several weeks off for most guys? Um, I like where your head's at, but not entirely. So this is the the updated cheat sheet. If you guys haven't seen this yet, there's now a tab for global, uh, which means it shows you every all, all six tours that are covered on rickrungood.com, like wherever they played. So click the global side of things. You know, some of these guys played last week right? I mean, you can scroll through here and find guys that played the BMW PGA championship. Uh, A lot of them, or some of them played what three weeks ago at the BMW championship. So it's not like there's been a huge layoff and there's also been some corn fairy events. Let me find a corn fairy guy. Here's Taylor Montgomery. Taylor Montgomery played nationwide children's Hospital. He didn't even play the corn fairy finals. Here we go. Thomas Dietrich played last week, the week before uh, the week before that. So it, it, I don't think this is as big of a, uh, issue as it is when we get the next break so there's that four weeks uh basically the month of december like that's where i kind of reset everybody a little bit more i think that makes a lot more sense there's there's been a lot of golf to play over the past couple of weeks if these guys wanted to take advantage of it dustin asks hey rick question mark what no exclamation no period he's he's questioning whether he wants to say hey um hubbard rogers and Steele.'" or Hubbard, Sig, and Cam Davis for this week. Okay, so it's really just Rogers and Steele or Sig and Davis. Boy, probably Sig and Davis. Um, Rogers. so there is a correlator to easy par five scoring being a through line to success at Silverado. It, it's got a lot of easy fives. Um, winners here have generally been guys that, that play well on those easier fives. I sent this out in my Run Good Rundown, which is a weekly email that I send every single week so that you can have all of this. And this week's is entitled Silverado Specialist Who Can't Putt, and it has a little wine emoji. Look at this. Look at this work we're putting in. Um, What I did is I pulled the guys who are best on those easy par fives, and Roger showed up. Despite that, I still think I like the Sig Davis side of it. Davis is the best golfer of, of any of the six that you listed, and Sig at least showed us I think a little bit at times that he can get hot. He was so good on the corn ferry two years ago. Uh, Probably did not have the PGA tour season that he wanted last year, but finished T seven at the three M had a decent little summer run before missing the cut at the rocket mortgage in the wind. he got himself into the playoffs. Like it was, it was an okay season for him and we'll see guys in that sophomore year kind of take that, that extra step forward. So you get the best player and the guy that uh, could take a little bit of a leap. Go with Hubbard, Sig, and Davis, in my opinion. Dan the Man says, "Hey Rick, thoughts on the top option in the seventy five hundred to seventy eight hundred dollar range?" Okay, so that would be here. Nick Hardy up to Chris Kirk. Um, without knowing Dan, your uh, motives, your risk tolerance. I think Carl Yuan is very risky and a very upside player, right? So he finishes fifth at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. He was phenomenal on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, but he's he's not going to be consistent. Other than that, um, I think I'm here on Nick Hardy. So Nick Hardy kind of battled that wrist injury, and it seems like he's healthy now. I read a snippet about this, and you can kind of see it in the results. So misses the cut at the Rocket Mortgage, misses the cut at the Wyndham. He gets two weeks off and then goes back to the Corn Ferry for those – playoff events and he goes 15th, 28th, 12th. That's what we want to see from Nick Hardy. So um I think you can kind of write off this struggle here of three events. I know he was dealing with a wrist thing. I-, I think Hardy is just in a vacuum, a very, very enticing play in that range. What type of player does this course suit? So kind of covered this, there's not really any strong correlators, right? I think you want to be able to take apart um the fives. I think you got to be able to survive the threes and Be a good tee to green player. Distance is always a benefit, but it's not a requirement. I think this turns into a wedge fest putting contest, quite frankly. And if you want to start going into, hey, you know, who does well from 125 to 175? eh, Maybe it's not bad. Maybe 175 is a little bit too far, but just go with the best players. Find your ball strikers. Find your guys that are playing well. I don't think that there's a true super big course fit thing. Um, now, if you want to look at the actual model, uh, well, Ben Griffin only has six rounds, but Emiliano Grillo is technically the best fit. I don't think it is sh- super strongly correlated, but that makes sense. Grillo's won this event before. Taylor Pendrith, Taylor Moore, Callum Tarrant, Michael Gligick round out the top five there. Have fun with that. That's a fun little nugget. John J. Douglas says he saved the mullet. I'm assuming that's Cam Smith uh, for last season's one and done finale. I won't be hoarding chalk. In all capitals, like a greedy squirrel. Squirrels hoard nuts, not chalk. Mistakes with dollar signs. This is a this is a comment here. Uh, mistakes were made. Yeah. So what ends up always happening um, is I get a lot of emails and I get a lot of messages last couple of weeks of one and done, and they say something to the effect of Rick. I have two C's, two events left. I have Xander Shoffley, Colin Moore, Rory McIlroy, um, uh, will Zalatoris, and Matt Fitzpatrick left. How should I use those two? How should I use those five over the final two? And I'm like, you've botched this. You have botched this. If those guys are the guys that you have left, um, Think about Cam Young's emergence. Think about Tom Kim's emergence. Think about freaking Taylor Pendrith's emergence, right? There's always going to be guys available, and there are going to be guys that we learn about. Mito Pereira, right? I mean, it's just like there's going to be guys available. Use your guys early. Use them often. Best places to pivot off chalk this week. Okay, so this is a very uh, exciting week for me and for the uh, very small team over at RickRunGood.com, which is basically... Armina and myself full-time, and then uh, Andy Lack and now Mike Cavaluna. So Mike is now in charge of uh, the ownership projections and Oliver. Yeah, he's the team mascot. Um, Mike is, for my money, probably the best in the business at this. And he was doing ownership projections for fan share. And I kind of snatched him up. So he has probably made, I think like six different updates to this over the course of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think there might be another one coming tonight, but I've got the most recent stuff loaded in. And it's, I I think it's going to end up being really, really sharp here. So if you were talking about pivots, which is the question from Tyler. The 10K range, uh, the popular golfers are gonna be Max Homa and then a little bit of Corey Connor. So if you can if you want to pivot to a lesser-owned Sahith, he'll be about half the ownership of Max Homa. Hideki will be a little bit higher on about 16%, is what we have right now. The 9K, very, very clear. It's Pendrith and it's Cam Davis. It makes sense. They are both uh great. They are both similar styled golfers. And on a golf course like this, they should fit very, very well. I think a lot of lineups are being started, Pendrith. Cam Davis. So your pivots there are fairly clear. It's Ho- it's basically anybody else in the 9K. Um, you know, Tom Hoagie will be a fraction, almost probably a third of the ownership of of Taylor Pendrith. Uh, Davis Riley and Emiliano Grillo will be half the ownership as those other guys. So that's pretty clear. The 8K range in general, no one is really garnering a ton of ownership. Uh, the most we see is Trey Molinax, 13%. Justin Suh at 12. Everybody's basically between seven and 12. Not too many natural pivots there. The 7K range, um, Taylor Moore, Chris Kirk, they're kind of around 12%, 10% or so. I think the natural pivots there are, um, I mean, I'm willing to go to Carl Yuan, 2.7%. I know not everyone is. If you wanted to go to (sighs) Callum Tarrant at five and a half, for upside. I'd be interested in that. And then the 6k range, whoops, get my scrolls all situated here. Um, what's Michael Kim coming in at 1%. That's a joke. Yeah. No, but nobody's owned in the 6k range. So you can do anything you want there. Good question. Um, Nick says, do you find DFS much harder during football because of the people playing are much sharper and golf nuts or easier? Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that, uh, the people who are playing golf during football season must really love and follow golf. Do we know that for sure? Could just have a bunch of people who are making their Thursday night football lineups who see golf and are like, all right, let me, let me hop in here and see what's, see what's happening. Right. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, I find golf to be actually a little bit easier right now, uh, just because you get an influx of these young golfers or guys coming back from the European tour or whatever that have not been playing as much on the PGA tour and no one knows who they are, right? So if you're watching this, like you're in the vast minority of knowing who Carl Yuan, Nick Hardy, uh, Taylor Pendrith, Taylor Montgomery, like knowing these guys, Sam Stevens, I don't even know his name, Sam Stevens. He's 70, let's see how much he is. His name is Sam Stevens. Yeah, Sam Stevens, sixty seven hundred dollars, um, like those guys, and I think that's where the edge is in the fall. Rick, were you able to give any thought on the idea of as many lineup with the optimal price? Um, yeah, but it needs like a lot more thought. The I, I like the 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 average optimal. Um, I mean, it fluctuates a lot right? And it also is kind of dependent on the golf course and how volatile each golf course is. And it's kind of dependent on strength of field. So I like the idea of optimizing a lot of lineups that are $49,000 and below. And I don't care if they come in at 43, two or 49 on the dot, it just gives you an opportunity to be very unique. And also um, that's where the optimals come from, right? What, what was the, the, the average optimal last year, I think left $1,500 $1,500 on the table. So if you're, if you're following Stevens' kind of thought process here, that means you would just be generating a bunch of lineups around 48,500. And it seems kind of crazy at first, but then you realize um, that's kind of what happens often. And optimals are much different than winning lineups. winning lineups never touch optimal. Um, it's kind of crazy on a course like Silverado. Would less weights be better in the custom model? Meaning narrowing it down to two or three or even four stats to focus on, strokes gain approach, 100 to 125, 125 to 150, and maybe fantasy points gained. I'd be fine with that, right? I don't think you have to go too crazy here. Uh, if you wanted to do what you laid out or even just like a weighted, some type of weighted strokes gain total, um, I'd be fine with that. I think that's fair. Who was the first lock on your new season ticket? Um, It was the squarest one of all. It was Taylor Pendrith, uh, which I knew was square, but I got it at 30. So here's my card for the week. And it is, so the way I did this is I got too excited. So um, bear with me. It is technically 10 guys, which is insane for me. But I've only bet like my normal process on five of them. And then I bet a couple of bucks like literally like $10 um, on just the like guys that I've had on the podcast or guys that I know that like if they snap off and win at 400 to one, I want to be a part of it. So I would not really count those necessarily as my, as my true card. So my card for this week, um, Pendrith, Davis, McNeely, Montgomery, Grillo. That's it. That's five guys um, between 26 and 50. That's what I would say. My card is that's my real units. The amount that I do that's that's the strategic side of things. Um, I'm giving I I, I just got to give McNeely one more crack. I lost more money on Maverick McNeely than probably anybody last year. Him and Aaron Wise, but when you finish runner up and you get this decent number here, like I, I one more crack. Um, then I kind of just bet like some longer shot guys that I either love for a, a longer term or like I have some type of relationship with, um, or I saw out in Vegas here recently. So like Ryan Moore, I bet at two twenty five to one, I just put like 10 bucks on him. Like I would not count that as like a real bet. Uh, Harry Hall, two twenty five. He plays out of Summerlin. Love him. Uh, Austin Eckert, who I just like am super high on for the season. And then Callum Taron and Nick Hardy, just guys that I like that. That's very, very small sprinkles. Is Corn Ferry Tour or DP World Tour strength of field level of play higher in general? Um, DP World Tours, like by true OWGR strength of field, um, the DP World Tour runs laps over the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, That's just facts. Hey, Rick, what tournaments are you attending this season? Um, So I'm hoping to, I'm honestly hoping to have that settled this week or at least have an idea of it this week. But uh, I will... Certainly be at the Shriners, uh, probably all week long to maybe Monday through Sunday, um, which is in a couple of weeks. I will definitely be at Torrey Pines. I will almost certainly be at Riviera. I'm hoping to be at Phoenix for the waste management. And then, um, as the calendar turns, I'm trying, and Armina doesn't know this yet. She's finding out right now with everybody else is I'd love to go to Austin for the match play in March. And then, um, I'm hoping, <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to be at the majors. I'll definitely be at the U.S. Open for LACC, uh, and then I'm I'm fingers crossed on the other majors. Probably not the Open Championship, but you get me get me to the Masters, get me to the PGA Championship. Favorite rookie of corn fairy tour with highest upside. Okay, so let's talk about this, I, and I love this. And there's not a ton of questions, so I think I can be pretty thorough on a, on a lot of these. So I I, I mentioned Austin Eckroat. Um, and I would throw Justin Suh into this category as well. These are guys that were not Colin Morikawa, were not Victor Hovland, were not Matt Fitz, uh, Matt Wolf, and they did not jump to top 15 in the world within 20 starts, and that's okay. And Eckert had a very slow kind of first crack at it. Then he played much, much better last year on the Corn Ferry. You can see a couple of runner-up finishes in his last seven or eight starts, other top 10 finishes. He was very good at Oklahoma State. Like I would not be surprised to see the natural progression of Austin Eckroat continue. Um Justin Suh, same exact thing. He's looked phenomenal on the corn ferry. I've I've spent a lot of time talking about Taylor Montgomery. Taylor Montgomery finished on the corn ferry with four straight top nines, piled up top tens all year. I don't know how he didn't win. Um Sam Stevens is another one. Sam Stevens you can see here, this is kind of a, a rare profile for a corn Ferry Tour player. A lot of the guys that punched their ticket to the PGA Tour from the corn Ferry Tour are like, they won once, they had uh, two more top fives, and that was enough points, and they missed a lot of cuts. A lot of the corn Ferry guys are very volatile and inconsistent. Sam Stevens is not, right? He missed... Two cuts all year, three I think. I mean, it was and and he missed one in his last twenty, something like that. I mean, it was a really really impressive gain seven, gain eight, gain nine every single week. Has a knack for finding the weekend. That's a real skill set, and I think when you get that for cheap in the fall, um, so I think he's sixty seven hundred is what I said. So you know, if he makes the cut and finishes t twenty nine, like you're pretty thrilled with that with that result. And that is what he's basically done all year long. Um, I also wrote an article for golf digest. It's called top uh, 10 golfers who will make you money in 2023. It's not all corn fairy guys, but it's like, I, I love that article because I get to really Deep dive the trends, zoom out. We do this on a weekly basis so often. I get to zoom out, look at it for an entire season. It's it's quite interesting to me. Thoughts on bombers like up and Champ. Um, you got to have more than just bombing ability, right? I mean, Cam Davis and Taylor Pendrith are the good versions of Cam Champ. They hit it just as far or far enough and much further than everybody else, and they have other parts of their game. Champ is... Um, Deficient in in seventy five percent of the game, unfortunately, and got her up TBD. So I, I don't think that just because they are bombers um, makes them really all that all that interesting. Deep dive on Robbie Shelton. That's probably a request we haven't had in a while. So wins uh, twice in his last what is that ten starts on the Corn Fairy Tour. This is kind of more like a, a traditional <laughs> Corn Fairy. Um, uh, profile here, you know, win miscut, miscut 23rd, 21st, second miscut win. That's like a more, I mean, starts off his calendar year with five straight miscuts. This is a more of a true KFT profile. Uh, and it's not a knock against Robbie Shelton. It's kind of the style that you should be playing, which is, um, a style that translates well to the PGA tour. So this is, this is interesting. I think he's a, a high upside golfer with, a lot of risk built into him, especially as we've seen these guys who um, you know, don't have a ton of PGA tour experience, although Robbie Shelton does have a lot more than most guys, you know, getting back into the swing of things, getting back into the routine, I think he's gonna have a very volatile fall. Rick, welcome back. Uh thank you. What are your top three DP Euros? Okay, so a couple of items here. Um, if you've noticed, there are four slates loaded into the power rankings, into the Holy Grail, into the golfer profiles. So you could just say, give me the Italian open, you know, view raw data last, um, last 24 rounds. And you'll see like Rory is number one, obviously Adrian Moronk, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Eddie, Eddie pepper is actually playing very, very well. So you can go through these, or if you noticed, I just added the Euro cheat sheet back. So there's a lot of different things that you can do here. So I think Without asking um any constraints on pricing or anything like that, I mean, Rory is just at the absolute top of his game right now. If I was looking for a little bit of value, maybe somebody somebody a little bit further down the board. Um, you know, we talked about Adrian Moronk, right? He's got a couple of top 10 finishes, a couple of top six finishes, including a win as of late. I think that's fine. And I'm also kind of a I'm always a sucker for the um the Paul brothers. So here's Yannick, who's been who's been playing well. is Jeremy in this field as well. Uh, it's gotta be right. I'm not sure if Jeremy's in the field. Uh, but Yannick, I think the natural, this guy was like on the outlaw tour two years ago, right? We're getting that natural progression, which i like to see. And then obviously, um, I'll bet Victor. How would you try and get unique if you were eating the chalk with Davis and Homa? Oh, wow. Okay. So Davis is 26, Homa 26. All right. You gotta get pretty, you gotta get pretty unique here. I think. Um you could go Carl Yuan, right? 2.7%. You could go Taylor. Oh, sorry, I thought I was reading the wrong one here. Um Boy, that's tough. I mean, you could go like Roger, you could live in the bottom of the 7k range and go like I don't I, I don't I'm not going to do the math in my head here, but like Jaeger, Callum Taran, Austin Eckro that gives you access to three cheaper guys that are all going to be 7% or less that's probably the way you're going to have to combat this. Happy new season, Rick. Any of the KFT guys that fit the bomb and gouge model? Yeah, basically all of them, but Carl Yuan's the one that comes to mind. Yuan's like, um, he's he's like seventh in driving distance, a hundred and something in accuracy. He makes a ton of birdies. Um, the other one would be Brent Grant, who is probably min-priced, sixty-one maybe. How much is Brent Grant? Um, Sixty-three hundred. I've we had Brent Grant on the pod uh, a couple of years ago, honestly, and he is not a very big guy; hits it very far. Um, I think he was 15th in distance last year. His total driving is great. Sixth in total driving, fourth in greens in regulation. Short game, not very good, right? He's like the new freshman team no putt guy. Um, And he's going to be volatile. He only had five top 25s, but two of them were top 10s and one was a win. Oh, Greg wants to know who uh, the producer's play of the week is. That's Armina. She will have to let me know in the chat, and I will come back. Is it anecdotal that Tom Hoagie is a good wedge player? Well, Armina says Ben, which is BS, because that's probably, she probably gets a lot of Bens here. She gets, uh, well, well, I don't know why she picked Ben. Ben. She gets Ben Griffin. I'm not sure that's who she wants. Has she made a mistake here? Who does she get? Oh, Ben on. She only gets two bends. That's a rookie move. She's in, she's rusty. Um, is it anecdotal? Okay, let's look. So there's, there's problems with the proximity stuff. I think you guys know that if you've been following along, but, uh, what do you want to call wedges? 100 to 150. Well, from 100 to 125, he's great. He's been, he was third from 125 to 150, 64th. Um, he's actually better from 175 to 200 again there's flaws with these buckets 12 from what from 50 to 125 so really but those overlap with some of the other ones too so I would say 125 and in he's pretty good but he probably hits his wedge from what 140 or 150 in so it's kind of hard to say whether he is a good wedge player or not with the current stats that we have available to us oh this is a great question Um, Rick, I remember at the beginning of 2020, 2021 season, you vowed to play more DJ. I know that one didn't exactly work out the best. Uh, yeah, I guess it didn't, right? I guess I I bought high on that because I would have started playing him right after he won the Masters. And then he didn't win again until... Liv? Did he win after that? I don't know. Um Wow. Okay. The guy that I need to play more of, this is such a good question. And it's probably let me I'm gonna look actually let's look at the power rankings here because um I want to get guys who are not necessarily in this field. Um this is such a good question. I think the answer is Xander. I don't play a lot of Xander. Um I not Don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think after Scotty Scheffler, he was like the second best fantasy player last year. And I believe he was the best in terms of returning value based on his salary. And if the only knock that we had against him was that he couldn't close, I think we can put that to bed. So I believe, I believe Xander is, um, is that guy now. Matt says, hey, Rick, any prize picks props now that they're out now? Okay, I was looking at the prize picks props earlier. So fairways hit was the one that I was um, super intrigued by because these are not statistically super easy fairways to hit. Uh, So I was just kind of looking through some of these. Like Cam Davis under seven and a half fairways I think is a good play. I think he's going to spray it like he always does and he does not have to club down here. He can just yak driver everywhere and not really care about where it ends up. Um, I was also looking at birdies or better. Five even for Hideki is a lot. Um, Especially because he's got to get six to beat you, right? So if you go less than five, um, for a guy that, is an okay putter, but we know things don't always go his way, who has kind of struggled recently, or at least has not been up to his prime form to ask him to make six birdies in round one kind of feels like a lot. So I, those were the two that jumped off the screen at me. There's a code in the, there's a link in the description. If you use the code Rick, um, it'll get you a hundred dollar deposit bonus. Also, I have tools on my website that are free. So if you go to rickrungood.com underneath free tools and you go to this right here, which is the prize picks tool, you can actually go through and see like how often um, like, okay, last, let's see, last 24 rounds. uh, I mean, where's Hideki? I mean, Matt McNeely has made 4.2 birdies per round. Uh, Birdies are better per round over his last 24. His line's set at five feels like a lot. Hideki's at 3.7 birdiezer, but Hideki has not been all that good. So I, I'd be leaning under. I can't believe both those guys got to five. That's um, four and a half would be a different story. Six, six having to beat you is a, is a ton. Um, Davis Riley question here. So Davis Riley kind of limped to the finish line last year, which is weird because he took a lot of time off and then didn't play particularly well when he came back. Right. So he took this month off from Travelers to the 3M open, missed two cuts, played okay at the Wyndham. I worry about the approach play. If you're playing Davis Riley this week, it is a buy on his long-term viability and not necessarily on anything that you have seen as of late from him. So I'm fine with that. I I like Davis Riley, but know that you are buying um you're buying him for the long run because losing, basically losing. Five of his last six on approach is is not the way Davis Riley is is going to get it done. Um I answered a couple of these, so let me just pick out let me pick out a couple here. AJ says, I was surprised with the number of guys who are also playing next week. The president's cup. Uh fatigue, injury, missing practice time, my overthinking it. I'm not super thrilled about these guys. I, I do think there is a bit of a look ahead game that could happen. Right. Um, the presence cup is obviously for the guys that are on the team. I think a much bigger deal than the Fortnite is homo might be a little bit different as a defender. And I think he does an okay job of being in the moment. I don't want to like put this out there in the universe, but would you be at all surprised if Hideki was three over in round one and pulled out? Like, would you be at all surprised at that? I don't think I would. Um, Pendrith, who hasn't played a lot of golf. Like, I don't care about that at all. Um, I'm trying to think who else. It's like, it's Homa and four internationals. Davis, uh, Pendrith, Hideki, and I'm probably missing one more. Oh, Connors, Corey Connors. So I do worry about that. I I do worry about that a little bit. Um, (laughs) Daniel says you were four and one in the circa millions. That's right. Got off to a great start. I'm thrilled. If I win four every week, I'm a new millionaire, right? So they might as well give me the money now. Just give me the million now. I'll take it. Fine. Um, I'll just go four and one every week. As such a data-driven guy, how did you come up with your plays? What was your strategy? So, okay, I think about this a lot. I know very little about the NFL. Uh, I know very little about, like, like, like enough to actually have a chance in this millions. So it's all data for me. I don't really care. So, Without giving away all of it, um, a lot of it is the fact that the lines at Circa in the contest are locked when they come out, and obviously lines are going to move for the next couple of days after they come out on Thursday morning. The other thing is, um, if you can see a bit of who the Sharps are, how the money's coming in versus how many bets are coming in. I created a little calculation in which I tried to figure out where the sharp money is. And then I'm just following the sharp money. Okay. Like that, that's literally it. It's a very rudimentary calculation. There are probably a lot of flaws in it, but it, it is something that at least helps me remove all emotion, not watching the games and anything like that. I don't want to toot my own horn, but what I think I'm really, really good at is like problem solving or puzzle solving. And that contest is a puzzle. And it's a problem. It's the same thing with March Madness, right? Why why have my March Madness brackets for the last three years been so good? One, it's a lot of luck, and two, it's a lot of game theory. I have not. I don't watch any college basketball. Any, none of it. And you can have like it's just it's just solving a problem. So I'm hoping that um, I can continue to solve it as the year goes on. Rocky wants me to run another model. Uh, okay. I don't remember what I did on Monday. So let's, let's just, let's just do this. I would probably, um, let's do last 36, last 36. So I've got to dive more into this, but I imagine last 36, like I know it's a very, very highly correlated stat to success, like last 36 rounds. So let's go last 36. And I want to use the weighted strokes gains because that will even out the corn fairy guys and whatnot. I wouldn't be super opposed to just saying like forty on weighted strokes gained total forty on fantasy points gained right I mean like if we wanted to do really do it like this so I've got twenty left I mean that this would be about, about as basic as it, you could do like um twenty on bent but it's you know it's kind of that bent uh poa hybrid. So then I would probably say 10 on par five 10 on par four. Let's see what happens here. This could be interesting. My number one golfer, wow, Thomas Dietrich, who's yeah, he's been great. Now again, he gets the weighted stuff for BMW PGA championship last week. I think he finished fifth. Uh played well in the corn ferry before that. Homa, Dean Burmeister, Sahith, Taylor Pendrith, Cam Davis, Nick Hardy, Corey Connors, Davis, Riley, Emiliano Grillo. I'm fine with this. This is a fine model, and I'm okay with keeping it kind of basic. Thomas Hogan asks, hey, Rick, how does the one-and-done alternate work? Um, Go – I can't remember. Go read the rules at officefootballpool.com. I think they only use the alternate if your guy doesn't finish the first round or doesn't teal. I don't know. It's in the rules. Uh, I recommend you go familiarize yourself with those. I cannot remember where they have the cutoff for that, but it's, it's over there. It's all, it's all shown. Are these Cavalunas' ownership projections? Yes. I can't find the link for the one and done. It's in the description. Refresh if you have to. Yo, Rick, we back, baby. That's right. Uh, I talked about some of these guys. Oh, man, we are really uh, running low on comments here. We might have to end this thing early. Okay, let me double back. Joseph Bramlett. Joseph Bramlett is uh, potentially a worse version of Cam Champ, unfortunately. (sighs) He is... God, don't you wish you had the Corn Ferry Tour breakdown cuz he played awesome in the playoffs. Um wow, that's actually really interesting. Because this those three his last three events are his best three events dating back to wow. See, that puts me in a pickle. Because his last three events are his three best events of the year. Which is pretty darn good. Um, I don't love the skill set. I mean, he's a horrible putter, one of the worst on the PGA tour, and he's an absolute bomber, but he usually cannot make up for it. But now I'm, now I'm in a sticky pickle here. This is way better than I thought it was going to be, but I, I, I really, I really worry about this. Um, but he might be hot. He might be hot. Did he play the Fortinet this year? Finished 42nd. Gained eight and a half strokes, ball striking lost five with the putter boy. Um, I will probably not have much exposure to him, but I'm like a, I'm like a curious four out of 10. Who is getting a lot of ownership that doesn't make sense to you? Okay. Oops. I I zoomed in and screwed this up. um, point this is always the question that comes back to bite me i think the answer is Corey connors and i like if you guys follow this i love Corey connors he might win this week but i don't think he will but for fantasy purposes we're again we're playing a game it's a game theory situation it's the most expensive he's ever been ten thousand three hundred dollars um he has not shown legit winning upside outside of the one he won three years ago, almost four years ago as a Monday qualifier. Right. And I'm not sure this is the best course. I think it's like a bad course for him, but I don't think it's a good course for him. So yeah, Corey Connors might still finish inside the top 10. I just don't, I don't think it's worth playing here. Right. I think he's, I think he's too highly owned, too expensive lacks the upside. Like I'm very excited to play an $8,800 Corey Connors at Tory Pines. Like that, that's what I want. Um, Riviera, like a place where driving is much more of a premium or a place where hitting your long irons is much more of a premium. I always wonder, like, this is an ad. This is a. this is a, this is a bot, Right. Like, I shouldn't even be reading it. It says, get ready. Live Golf is coming to Rich Harvest Farms near Chicago, 16 to 18 September, which is a foreign, an international way to write the date. Johnson, DeChambeau, Mickelson, and more. Big names, big energy. It's just a bot, right? Like, no human would ever write that. No human would ever come in here and write that. so bizarre. I don't get it. Um... <laughs> Dan the man, Dan the man's really gonna put my feet to the fire on this one. So I'm not I I, I started the week not very excited about um Trey Molinax. His name's Trey Molinax. not Trey Molinax. Um because I look at his stat profile and I see five straight on approach, something he hasn't done basically ever again in his career. I think it's a little bit unsustainable. He has not been very good in Napa. I think when you get, um, and he's going to have like three or four weeks off, when you're on a basically a heater and you get three or four weeks off, it's hard to keep that going if you're not like an elite player. So I've just been, and and I know he's very, very popular this week. So I've just been down on Trey Molinax. I think I'm still there, right? I mean, Greg Ducharme gave me a great case on, on, on Monday on the first cut, but... I mean, he moved me from like a two out of 10 to a three out of 10. I just, I worry about this and we'll see, but he did. But then I plugged him into the model. He was my number one golfer. So I'm, he's probably, he's probably the guy I'm most torn on, um, where he could absolutely burn me. Um, all right, we'll run through it. There's only a couple here at the end. We'll run through these real quick. Um, how do you go about limiting your overall number of bets each week? Top 10, top 40, outrights, three ball, round by round matchups, et cetera. So for the most part, uh, because I place all of my outrights at, for the most part at Circa, uh, I, they don't do like top 10, top 20, all that stuff. So it's basically just outrights and matchups. Uh, and then I'll have to go other places for that. But I would say, and I'm, I'm doing this recreationally, right? If I was doing this professionally, a big chunk of my, of my bankroll would be matchups. Right, Um, but I'm not. So I would say probably half of it is outrights and half of it is everything else. I don't know if that helps you or not. There is another not not a follow up question, but another question about how big my player pool is. uh, In a 150 max, 20 max, or a single entry? Well, in a single entry, my player pool is six. Right, I only pick six guys. Um, So that was an easy one. Um, 20 max. It's generally like 16 to 20 golfers. Cause I core cascade it. And then 150, I don't know, 30, which is, I, I feel like skews on the, on the tight side of things. I would prefer to have uh, a very tight core where if I've gotten the core, right, I win all the money. Harris English was battling injuries last year. Uh, that's why you see the poor play, but it, it never really got any better. This is a concerning, quite concerning stat profile because when Howard single, at his best he gains across the board. And even sometimes when you get guys that are injured, you'll see like, oh, well, they haven't lost the putter or they haven't lost this or that, or they can still chip. He's kind of lost everything. So I'm going to take, uh, him, Webb Simpson, probably going to take a much more cautious Wait and see approach on this year. Ricky Fowler, same thing. Just lump them, lump them together. I'll take a I'll take a wait and see approach. We'll see what happens. All right, I think we're through. What I think are the best questions. I think I probably answered ninety percent of them. Um, so I think we're going to pause it there. I will say finally, the one and done ends. You you have to be in the one and done in like the next nine hours. Okay, please, please, please. Do not be the person who emails me tomorrow morning or Friday morning and says, "Rick, I'm sorry, I got caught up with X, Y, and Z. Uh, can I enter?" Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, like I, I literally cannot let you in. I don't control it, right? I don't control League Safe. I don't control Office Football Pool. There is a deadline. I cannot let you in. I just can't. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it if I could. Um, please don't be the person that emails me and asks that. Just in the next nine hours, get yourself in it'll be fun. We are bearing down on the same number of people who played in the one that started in January, which is crazy to me. And I am appreciative. I make no money off of it, but I'm just appreciative of like, that we can move the community in this way, right? I want to be a shepherd. I want to be an advocate for the community. I want to do things that keep people engaged all year long. I want to do things that I think are going to be fun. And to get like 600 other people to show up week two of the NFL season and play a freaking one and done with me. Um, it's crazy. I appreciate it. It's awesome. So I think we'll leave it there. Much, much love. Um, Tweet me. I'll see you on the Twitter machine. I don't know. Best of luck this week. Talk to you guys soon. Later.